Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 23rd of February, and the themes overnight pretty much the same as they have been for a while. Cases hit 500, no, deaths hit 500,000 in the US, although case numbers are coming down. Vaccinations going up. Stimulus by the end of the week should be signed by the end of the week, apparently. Oil up 4.1%, and the oil sector doing fabulously today. Oil search up 7.7% on results. Wallies up 4.7% on a contract announcement. Origin up 3%, Santos up 5%, Woodside up 4.4%. So energy is the sector du jour. Otherwise, travel flying along, to use a bad pun. Corporate travel up 8.8%, Flight Center up 5.6%, Qantas up 4.4%. Qantas have got results on Thursday, I think. Be interesting to see what happens there. Glad we didn't sell our travel stocks running into results. We almost did but decided we would just take it. Whatever happens, they were a high risk and they've come out okay. Iron ore up 2% overnight. BHP and Rio up today. Banks a bit dead in the water. Bank of Queensland up 10.7%. They announced the acquisition of the ME Bank or ME Bank yesterday and had a $1.35 billion capital raising. This morning, brokers are upgrading. Morgan Stanley raised its target price from $8.60 to $9.60, for instance, so up 10% today. People like the deal, obviously. Other than that, the main theme of the day, in fact, of the last few days, has been rising bond yields in the US in particular, which is being mirrored here as well, and the fall in some of the highly valued tech stocks in the US. Overnight in the US, the Dow Jones is up 27, but the NASDAQ was down 2.46%. And this morning, as we look at our own tech stocks and the price of APT, which runs point on market sentiment towards technology, APT down 8.8% today, Z1P down 7% today, and a host of other tech stocks in the red. Zero down 3.2%. Wise Tech down 3.7%. Car sales down 4.2%. And you ask yourself, what's happened at car sales that's also happened at Wise Tech that's also happened at Seek? Oh, actually, Seek have had results. They're down 6% today. But none of these, and zero, but none of these are related businesses or industries. Necessarily, it is a market sentiment thing towards what is being called in the news wires, nosebleed valuation stocks. They apply that to the US stocks, not the Australian stocks, but there are doubtless some Australian stocks with nosebleed valuations as well, and how sustainable those valuations are in the face of rising interest rates. And that is the main issue at the moment. And this theme is beginning to roll. And I've seen it in some of your emails as well, that maybe one of the themes we should be adopting is a higher interest rate scenario. And which stocks should we buy for that? I think as I make point in the strategy piece today, I'm not sure I want to be buying stocks in the face of rising interest rates. You more want to be looking to save yourself money by identifying the stocks at risk. And I'll come to that in a minute. Why rising interest rates? Well, I rather like Jonathan Payne's comment in his weekend email in the Payne report. He said, how will policymakers respond to the rise in inflation? Question mark. They have already told us that they won't. And that's the point. The markets are running on a beautiful combination of central bank accommodation. They've told us they're not going to be raising rates. They're going to allow inflation to rise without raising official rates. 
and they've backed themselves into this corner of not responding to inflation. But the market interest rates don't care about that. That's why market interest rates are now looking at the prospect of inflation. That's why interest rates are rising in the US and Australian bond markets. And that's what the market, the equity market, is beginning to respond to. And Jonathan Payne puts it rather nicely. He says, all of this leads me to suggest that the world's major central banks do not have an exit strategy. They know full well that there is no turning back and the ultimate price will be higher inflation and possibly severe volatility in the capital markets, particularly the bond markets. In other words, the bond market will fall. They have no option but to go full steam ahead and watch as the capital markets gorge at the trough of abundant monetary and fiscal policy. We are gorging at the moment and they know this will not end well, but they have no alternative. So the doom and gloom merchants are out everywhere talking about rising interest rates. And with rates rising, they have the ammunition they need to start wagging their fingers with what are very valid explanations of why the current bull market should end, cannot last because bond yields are rising, because inflation is coming, and that will make the capital markets and the equity market dangerous. Woo. But I've written yawn. I don't disagree with what they are saying. All of us, or any rational intellectual or half intellectual in my case, investor who is perpetually sensibly cautious has been saying since the GFC that something is wrong with all the money printing, the bloated federal balance sheets, and in particular, from my point of view, the record profits that are made by the US, in particular investment banks, during a time of crisis because they have free money thrown at them and they then go and throw that into the capital markets, the equity markets, and make money. Money makes money. So investment banks, which is the swamp, is it the swamp or is that a political swamp? But it is the Wall Street end of America has made fortunes out of the money printing because they are in crisis. All that I don't disagree with. Someday I assume we're going to pay a price. But the problem with doomsaying, as always, is timing. As they say in the motorcycle world, it's no good being in the right if you're dead. When it comes to making highbrow world predictions, it's no good being right if you're wrong for years. And in particular this year, which is when everybody's performance is judged. So we've all got to be careful responding to the doomsayers. Don't necessarily disagree with them on this particular issue. It is obvious that the bond markets, which are seen as the sensible market compared to the equity market, and the bond markets are responding as they are at the moment, there is obviously an issue afoot. But timing, timing, timing. And from our point of view, and when you see our market up 14 today, it is not so much about getting out of the equity market. That may become the case at some point, but at this point, it is not the case. There is no precipitous element to the market. But you can see for the first time in a long time, we're more cautious today than we were yesterday. And we've got our eyes on those highly priced tech stocks. And we're beginning to wonder with pandemic beneficiaries like Domino's down 6.8% today, JB Hi-Fi down 3.5% today, Nick Scarly down 4.1% today, Adair's down 4.8%, Baby Bunting down 3.6%. Redbubble down 3.5%. You begin to see the signs that maybe there's a not so much a interest rate element damaging stocks, but a sentiment element. So sentiment's changing a little bit. We'll keep uh, an eye on that. But for today, it doesn't look too bad. But 
I can see out there that people are taking profits in the highly profitable or profit pregnant stocks today. And you might think about doing the same. But as for a market collapse, too early to call it. When it comes to rising interest rates, what do you do? And I can see from the email, some of you are concerned about the theme. What do you do? Uh, if you want to try and make money, the stocks that will do better are banks who get wider margins and could do with some relief on the interest rate front. Very hard to make money with zero interest rates. QBE is a terrible long-term performer, but has huge US bond holdings and can be a good trade, a sort of 10 to 20% trade when bond yields rise in the US. When bond yields rise, it's as good as a profit upgrade for QBE. So you could trade that. I remember people trading it in October 2018 when interest rates briefly ripped up and making 15% or so. Computer share challenger, they're two renowned interest rate sensitive stocks. Resources are being bought as inflation grips, commodity prices go higher. And I'm sure there are many others. But the main consideration for us is not really buying stuff. It's probably not making mistakes and it's sector themes. And our or the most obvious sector theme is debt. Which sectors have high debt? They won't like higher interest rates. REITs, infrastructure, highly leveraged companies. And we're having a look through our portfolios for any stocks that are highly leveraged and asking ourselves whether perhaps we shouldn't cautiously exit before this theme really develops. So we're considering a rotation out of REITs into banks in our income SMA and maybe there are some other moves we need to be making as well. Beyond that, it's all eyes on the market sentiment, which does seem to be changing for some of these nosebleed valuation stocks. Right, that's about that. You have been warned on interest rates. So we're having a look through and seeing what we have to do about that. Meanwhile, I've got, uh, we're coming to the end of the results season. I've got an article about the day in the life of a highly paid broker analyst. Have a read of that article in the strategy section. That's about what it's like to be a broker analyst. A lot of pressure. And at the bottom of that, you will see we have a new member of the Marcus Today team. There's a photograph of her in the strategy piece today. Have a look at that. Otherwise, last week of results, Looking down the results today, there's nothing too significant in terms of price movements. Seek is down 6.3% today. Woolies up 5%, Monadelphus up 5%, Illumina down 3%, AUB Group up 6%, Hub 24 down 6%, to name a few. There are a few dividends coming up as well. We've got West Farmers and AGL X dividend today, Telstra tomorrow, if you want to catch the Telstra dividend, JB Hi-Fi Thursday, Coles on Friday, to name some of the higher yielding bigger stocks. And on the results front, we're rolling into the end of the results. Woolworths tomorrow, it'll be interesting to see if they repeat the peak earnings message from Coles and Wes Farmers. APT on Thursday, Z1P on the same day, Next and Ramsey Healthcare as well, Qantas on Thursday and Kogan on Friday. And that's about that. Right, as I leave you, market accelerating up, up 21 at the moment, led by resources and particularly energy. Dow futures up 55 as I leave you. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.